I'm Brad Ferenza, series creator of Around the Sun. I'm Caroline Aaron. I'm Avessa. I'm Indy Cohn. Join all of us for our second season. A new chapter begins. I still want to know what we were exposed to. I'm Richard Kai. I'm Richard Klein. I'm Jenny Kwan. We're moving out of the city this year and into the Southwest. It's a great big chunk of desert. If I didn't keep my eyes open, I would have got sucked right in. Of course, we'll be exploring the same human connections made... I love you, Molly. ...and missed. Ew, skip. ...with an existential desert flare. Why are you here, Daniel? I want to see my family. And did I mention our amazing cast? I'm Piper Laurie. I'm Taylor Perdue. I'm Bruce Belange. Catch Around the Sun on the Broadway Podcast Network today. Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids, sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. We just become best friends. Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. To infinity and beyond. There's a touch of madness around here. everyone and welcome to ddp today a show a little about us a lot about disney and fun for the whole family my name is justin and today i am so excited to be here with my good buddy my brother my australian friend mr dave griffiths how are you man i'm good man how are you i'm good i'm really well uh how, you've had an interesting last 24 hours or so i have um we are currently recording this section of the episode uh immediately following uh, Hurricane Ian having come through the area last night. Uh, it was um, my wife got called into work um, as a manager of entertainment um, for the uh, entertainment that was happening at the resorts. And as a result, it was me and two little girls um, who were not enjoying the storm at all. So uh, I didn't get a huge amount of sleep recently, um, but it's been kind of a lazy day sort of sitting around playing some games with them. So um but yeah, so it's, um, we're fine. Uh, everybody was safe. Uh, we've got some minor damage to a fence and a few things like that. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, uh, very lucky. Um, there's been some reporting coming off the, uh, West coast of Florida, uh, mm. where it crossed and it's not looking pretty yeah. out there. So yeah. It's, yeah, man, it's, an it's interesting week. Definitely looking rough. Seen some images out of the parks a little bit that you know it's it's there may be a little bit of damage, but overall, I think it will it will you know Disney will be completely fine. People will be able to be in the parks relatively soon. I've heard some unofficial reports of some damage within the parks, so we'll wait to see how that um, how that impacts and when they uh, reopen at our time of recording. We haven't got to reopen. Um, time slot for that whether it's going to happen tomorrow friday morning or not um is still remains to be seen yeah and then tell you what you're such a great friend that you had so much fun with the hurricane that you said you know what i'm gonna send it out to sea let it gain some strength turn that bad yep. boy around and send it directly into charleston because we are going to have impact <laughs> of the eye coming over charleston as a cat one hurricane <laughs> here in about 12 I hours i wanted to share my experience with you uh we believe that it was approximately a cat one when it came through here so um yeah i wanted it to it diminished a little bit further and i said you know what let's make sure that justin gets the same experience i don't want it to be one-sided can we can we talk about like hurricane preparedness so living on the coast i've stayed through multiple hurricanes all the way up through cat three and people go out 
and they buy like milk and eggs and all that stuff. It's like you're buying the wrong things, people. Okay, don't buy perishable things that can go bad. You know, you buy the stuff like you buy bread, but then you buy like yeah. liquor and uh, you know okay. all that kind of stuff. Like yeah, the one the one thing I did get because we're planning on for tomorrow night, either tomorrow or Saturday. We like to do on during hurricanes. We like to do what we call the Suter buffet, where we Ooh. will have pizza, wings, yep. different Ooh, yeah. dips, like you All know right. stuff like that. We'll play I might games. come and visit and 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 ride it out a second round time, two, baby. Let's wings. go. Bring it on. Let's go. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, we we went out. And we got some food, and we've had pizza here, and the um, and made sure that we had a propane tank and uh, yeah. grilled last night just in case. Like, I didn't want the power to die in the middle of cooking dinner or anything. So, um, did a quick grill and did some hot dogs and some things like that for them. And here's what I don't understand about people. Okay, like it's one thing to go out and buy food and all of that. Um, people who run out and buy Large quantities of toilet paper. I don't get it. I've never understood it. I've never understood it. Do they it. think they're going to utilize the facilities more during a during a? I mean, I, maybe I've it's going to scare the you know what out of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe, so they're literally maybe. they I need the extra extra TP. Like it's one thing. Like part of me kind of understood it during pandemic when people were like, "Oh my goodness, like the supply chain shortage. I definitely don't want to run out of this." Like I get that, but we're talking about something that is going to be 48 hours out of your life. Like if you, now if you have none in the house, sure, go and buy some toilet paper. That yeah. seems important. But yeah, I've never, there's some weird things that happen. We're way <laughs> off topic, but you know, this show is yeah. a little about us. Um, yeah. So we have a, we have a stash of yeah. Scott's toilet paper that doesn't get used oh, because it's terrible, yeah. yep. but that's like the emergency, like 24 pack. <laughs> just uh, we tasted. have the exact same stash, the exact same brand. We have our normal stuff that we use. We have and our Charmin, and then the, yes! the Scotts just sits in the garage. Someday, a hundred years from now, they'll find that Scotts toilet paper and think, "I wonder why this never got used." Because it's terrible. Why were they using this? This seems like <laughs> it's the worst. Hilarious. Um, I tell you hilarious. what, man. Uh, getting to the episode, you and I a couple days ago. We're always transparent on the show. We're not going to pretend. A couple days ago, we had a uh, fantastic opportunity to have two guests on the show uh, to to talk a little bit about a couple different things, but really to talk about um, this podcast called Around the Sun and also Encanto. We had Brad Forenza. He's a creator of Around the Sun. Um, it is an audio drama podcast that you can find season one now anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can check that out. Have some amazing, amazing actors on that show acting out the parts. Uh, but joining Brad was Adasa, and you may know Adasa as the voice of Cousin Dolores in Encanto. She joined us on the show. We were able to chat with them a lot about uh, Encanto, about their work, or her work with Lin Manuel Miranda, and uh, and the creation of Around the Sun and season two, which Adasa is fe- uh, will be featured on. So super great conversation, Dave. I had a blast chatting with him. I had so much fun. So here's what I'm going to say is that Disney Dads and the DDP Today podcast have given me some amazing opportunities, um, like uh, things that I have looked forward to, the cruise that we all did together. I've got to meet some wonderful people. I've got to hug Mike, I mean, which should be way up on everybody's mm-hmm. list. Um, but um, I go back and listen. When you listen to this episode, um, 
I need you to know that I am grinning ear to ear the entire time. Like it was such an honor to, to be able to chat to both of them. Um, an amazing other podcast that I got to discover through it. And I hope others take a listen to, uh, but then, um, from my DJ point of view, Adasa is a, a, a musician who I've not, uh, who I've heard of and known about for years. Uh, and then an amazing Disney tie-in, which is why we're here and what we're passionate about. And I, it's way up on my list of things that I have had the opportunity to do with DDP today. Yeah, and it's one of those things. Look, she's coming straight off the stage at D23, performing uh. there. Uh, she will be performing. There's a, there's a fantastic announcement that is made actually on our show uh, where yes. she's going to have a massive performance coming up out on the West Coast there that people are going to be able to check out. So I hope that everyone enjoys. We're going to send you right now to the uh, interview with Brad Forenza, creator of Around the Sun and Adasa, the voice of Cousin Dolores, an amazing, amazing person. Uh, two great people. We hope you enjoy this conversation, and we'll see you on your side. DDP family, we couldn't be more excited than right now. The fact that we've been looking forward to this interview for a long time. We have two amazing people join us. Dave is here, and today we are joined by the amazing Brad Forenza. He is the creator of Around the Sun, uh, a new podcast, an audio uh, drama that is on. Brad, welcome to the show. I am so excited to chat with you about your amazing season two of Around the Sun. Hello, Justin. Hello, Dave. Thank you for having me on. It's uh, Now, I, I tell you what, I was able to listen to season one. Uh, Dave was as well. And the one thing that really stood out to me was the amount of talented people that came on and brought their talents to each and every episode of Around the Sun. Uh, and with season two coming out, you've brought even more talent to the stage uh, with mm -hmm. Around the Sun season two because we are joined by the amazing, the incredible Adasa. You may know her woo, as woo. the voice of Cousin Dolores in Encanto. Adasa, how are you tonight? I am wonderful, and working with Brad was amazingly fun. I totally was dragging out that session because I was like, <laughs> "Let's go." The feeling is mutual. Well, you know that's that's one thing Aww. that kind of uh, drew me to going episode, 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 episode. Was you could tell that every performer loved the creativity you brought to Around the Sun season one, and they, as a listener, as someone who, and we kind of chat about it a little bit before. I used to sit around my grandfather's chair. And I would listen to audio dramas on the radio mm -hmm. when I was a very, very, very small child. And it was almost a lost art form, you know, when you talk about my kids and that generation. You never thought that they would be able to sit down and listen to something like this until podcasts came around. Uh, so yeah. I want to know a little bit, Brad, about what drew you to creating something like Around the Sun, bringing this art form to a new generation. Gotcha. Well, for better and worse, it's a classic case of when life gives you lemons, make some lemonade. <laughs> so it's the early days of pandemic that empowered season one. Adasa, who is just an amazing talent and force of nature, is part of season two, which is going to launch next month, October 2022. Uh, but season one was created under more dire circumstances and quarantine and everybody having to stay inside. And I had these 10 minute plays written that I'd been developing for years. And I thought, you know, just cause we all have to stay inside, womp womp. That doesn't mean the creativity goes away. So I was fortunate enough to have some connections with some wonderful people and mentors. And they were willing to say, yeah, we'll put it on a show with you. We'll do an audio drama with you. And there goes season one. 
And now Adasa and Richard Kind are helping me to kick off episode one of season two, dropping next month, October 2022, wherever you listen to podcasts. That is so much fun. Um, you said that you had these 10-minute plays written and that there, there was there was so much passion and so much um, hard work that had obviously gone into them. This, this wasn't something that you created just on the spur of a moment. Um, you've got these beautiful characters and I found it fascinating that in such a short space of time, we get to find, meet, and connect with these uh, characters. Um, I, I said to Justin uh, earlier when we were chatting about it, I said, I need more Mrs. Truett in my life. Oh, like, season one. Oh, like, and as I, played by Sally Struthers. And, and once again, some incredibly talented people that joined you for it. Like, how how do you how do you get to a point where you have developed these characters in such a way that we connect with them in such a short space of time? Oh gosh. Well, Dave, I appreciate the question, but it's framed in such a way that there's an implication that I know what I'm doing <laughs> and I'm not sure that that's true, Okay, but like Mr. Lin-Manuel Miranda, mm -hmm who I'm sure Ms. Adasa will talk uh, uh, more I about. I feel like is probably going to write a mention in this conversation multiple times, yes. Such an amazing creator. And uh, I know he was inspired by Stephen Sondheim. Stephen Sondheim and Mr. Miranda are among my inspirations. And I believe it was Stephen Sondheim who said, just write about the worlds you know. Don't try to phone it in. Don't hack it. Write about the worlds that you know. So I've never been on a train, a subway car, accosted by a bag lady, which is what Mrs. Truett I think we've by all Molly been Struthers on a subway is. car accosted by a bag <laughs> Metaphorically, <laughs> yeah. I've been that uh, person that just feels like the horse has left the barn and circumstances have left my control. And here comes the bag lady to save me. Right. Here comes grace and opportunity in a place I least expected it. It, it was... It was beautiful. You know, well, the one thing I want to ask Adasa really quickly about Around the Sun is whenever you look at performing on something like Around the Sun and then versus performing on Encanto, was there a difference that you take to approach that? Because, you know, with Around the Sun, the thing I love about it is I love to read. So I love that I can create the visual in my mind of what I'm seeing and what the characters look like. And, you know, I get a little bit of the sounds, but still the, the, just the surrounding of what you have. Whereas with Encanto, you do have those amazing Disney animators that are going to come and create the visual for me, um, which, by the way, we watched Encanto today. And my daughter was dancing around the living room and singing and performing and uh, all that. But is there a difference that you take to the approach of performing uh, each role? Absolutely. And I think Brad has such a way of being able to develop a character that you can become the character. It becomes so personalized because like with Encanto, I was fitting into this vision and creating within my own talents what I thought, I think this, this is what this character needs from this physicality, from what I think it should do and how it should move. And, and it really guides you to do that voice 
work to be able to fit the character with Brad. And to me, I have a lot of similarities between Brad and, um, and Lin-Manuel because Lin-Manuel is such an incredibly versed person. He can see things in 3D and he can write layered, you know, where one thing crosses another. And Brad has that same way of seeing things. And then it's up to your imagination to figure out who those characters are because you can take from your own life. And this is who this character is for me. This is who this is, or I'm here, I'm there. And you can literally place yourself because it's all auditory. You know, you are creating this drama within your own mind of like, oh yeah, that was me. I, I bet this, 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 I would be doing this. I would say the same thing. And so he allows for that creativity in your own mind to be able to put yourself within it. But I think that both Brad and Lin-Manuel come from that pure state of creativity where sky's the limit and they can create with such fluency that it makes it so effortless to work with and so much fun because with when I recorded um it was directly with Brad that we were saying the lines back and forth and uh and I had such a great flow of a feeling with him and I for a period of time I actually got my real estate license and I don't know if I could say that a little bit Brad (laughs) (laughs) so I told him I was like, I totally see myself here having a difficult client. I'm trying to sell. It's hot. And I was in the zone and I was just giving him faces. (laughs) (laughs) I was so frustrated at him for not getting it. And then at the same time, as the character develops and the story does, because it has this beautiful way of flourishing, you know, you're able to understand each other's perspectives and understand what freedom really is and, and how life can have its moments of roller coaster rides and its moments of finding inner peace and sanity and uh, and both characters somehow find those moments within this short span of time that's and he's so good at being able to give you so much so quickly it's like one of those cafecitos cubanos have you had one of those little shots of coffee that are like those little cubanitos? I don't drink coffee, but my grandma. I don't drink to. coffee either. So Dave's not allowed to like, have coffee. They're yeah. like about that tiny. I do okay. too, Brad. And they're super. Have you had a cubanito, Brad? I have had. Oh coquito. my goodness, they're like super jam packed. Yes, <laughs> and you're like, and you're like, oh, that's what he is. He be he's able to draw so much in a short span of time, and it hits you, and it's savoring, and it's delicious, and it's tangible, and it's real but you're the one that brings it to life. So he in in his writing is the animator and the creator and the writer of it all. I feel like he's an all-in-one. What an honor. That's what Solo. What an yeah. honor. And not- I'm going to keep burst I'm going to keep pushing on your pedestal too, Brad, because I look whenever <laughs> you have people like Brad and Lin-Manuel who are so creative, I think it just inspires these amazing performances. And for me as, you know, the the person taking the art form in, it allows me to have a moment to escape reality, to escape what I have. Yeah. And whether it's long form, when we talk about you know all the things that Lin Manuel Miranda has done, the amazing uh, things that he's done, or short form, you know, when we talk about Around the Sun, that in fact I can take 10, 12, 14 minutes, and I can have that peace of mind for you know that amount of time in my day. Uh, and escape. And I think that's really important for people, especially coming out of the last couple of years. And I think that really speaks volumes to what you've created, Brad, uh, and what you've done with Around the Sun. Well, thank you. And I, I would agree with respect to the medium that there's always a hint of intrigue and mystery when you're writing a self-contained 10-minute piece. And I'm 
that level, I guess it's not dissimilar than a song where Adasa's songs and Lin-Manuel's songs, they exist probably around three, four, maybe five minutes, some of them. And there's a dramatic arc in there. I mean, we belong together in Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. I know the Mariah Carey version, but I listen to Adasa's version and I think, wow, <laughs> I'm getting something here. And, and I, I don't know what it translates to, but I'm, I'm getting a dramatic arc in a three-ish minute span, nevertheless. With a hint yeah, of mystery. <laughs> yes. Well, so um, I'm sitting back listening to this conversation and I'm blown away. Um, I want to touch on uh, something that you just mentioned, though, because you mentioned Adasa's uh, music and uh, because... Justin introduced her at the beginning of the of the show as the voice of Dolores uh, from Encanto. But Adasa, your breadth of performance uh, extends for years. You have done some incredible, incredible things. Um, a a well known recording artist. Um, uh, listeners to our show know that one of my side hustles and one of my passions is I'm a professional DJ. Uh, so uh, yeah, <laughs> so I, I was like, Oh, I know a, a bunch of your work prior to you even, uh, coming to, uh, to the Disney fold, so to speak. Um, tell us a little bit about for our listeners about, uh, your, your music background and, um, and how that has then brought you into this Disney fold? Well, I started my career in music oh, back in 2004 is when I got signed with Universal. Latino. You must have been and... very, very young. It's fine. Um, child <laughs> yes, child it's performance. Fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> um, and it was in a, in a moment in time where being Afro-Latina and being, uh, you know, wanting to do things bilingual, it was like unheard of. I was the second woman to ever be signed to a major record label other than Celia Cruz being Afro-Latina. And, you know, the people in Universal just believed in me. And I'm forever grateful because they never stopped, you know, catapulting my career forward. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here with you right now. And it was not easy. It was an uphill climb. And then so many years later, after working with Pitbull and Flowrider and Snoop Dogg and doing the Madison Square Garden and American Airlines Arena and traveling the world, you know, I had actually retired. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm hanging my hat up. And my dream was always to work with Disney since I was a little girl, like a whole world of beauty and fantasy that they create and I always wanted to be part of that world and the movie that made it for me was The Little Mermaid and when I heard Jodie Benson sing part of that world I wanted to be and but then I thought you know after doing all of these wonderful things I mean th that's great this is where I got and uh, Disney was the one that reached out themselves to ask me if I would audition and uh, and I was floored because honestly I've done voiceover things but like for Secret or Toyota it's never been like what I did with Brad or what I did with right. Disney. So I can, I can rap. So and, different. Uh, yeah, PK. sure. Sure. And I mean, if there I is a, like, let's do it. But if I'm there like... is a vehicle for you to join the Disney fold, it has to be something with Lin-Manuel Miranda involved. I mean, well, why I not? mean, 
in the song they asked me to do was um, satisfied from Hamilton. Okay, so, yep. so, 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 so this is what it feels like to match with, with someone at your level. What the hell is a catch? It's the feeling of freedom of seeing the light with Ben Franklin with a key and a kite. You see it, right? You know, that's what I auditioned with. And I never knew it was going to turn into grew to live in fear, Bruno stuttering and stumbling. I can always hear him sort of muttering and mumbling. I associate him with the sound of bomb and sand. And so once they saw that I could do that, then they were like, now, can she act? Right. Us? That's the next thing. Okay. <laughs> so uh, two questions to come out of that. My first one um, that I'd like you to answer is the, you, you spoke about Universal signing you and this beautiful moment of like realization of your, of that this is going to be a pivotal moment. Is there a moment when you're in a recording studio and you're like, I'm about to rap a Lin-Manuel Miranda track for the next big Disney movie. And do you have to like tip a cup of water on yourself or something just to like snap out? Uh, Because that, that, is there a moment of realization where you're like, this is about to be huge? Well, I knew that this would have an impact because having a film where Disney was finally giving light to um, so many different from the generational trauma to having so many Afro Latinos and Latinos in general of every shade and tone incorporated into this film and then sitting with the man himself. And then I was like suggesting I'm like, um, so after being with the directors, I felt like Dolores wasn't going to sing like so I asked him if it was okay if I could show him what I was thinking so yes in that moment I was like <laughs> I'm about to put like just hang myself on this one like I'm gonna get fired but like I had this vision of what I thought she would you know sing and how she would project her voice and he was so down to earth and so cool and so open to my interpretation and in that I really have to say that Brad had that same feeling because he was like um one of the things he discussed with me was like I never really thought of this character being you know what you're giving to it and and that's kind of what I did with him and I closed my eyes honestly you'll see it on TikTok I was just like I was rapping in front of the microphone I was like I don't want to see his face be like ew what are you doing to myself (laughs) but he was cool with it and with Brad I felt the same comfort and the same excitement and fun because he allowed me to just give a whole bunch of different intentions and intensities and he would guide me and it was just this beautiful back and forth it felt like just waves in an ocean just creating this beautiful momentum and we had serendipitous moments in that that recording studio just like I did with Lynn so it was nice to be able to come from you know this wonderful song of we don't talk about Bruno which is broken 26 years worth of records to then go to Brad Ferenza and have that experience where he also gave me the liberty of creating you know this character in the way that I was feeling it and we had such a great time doing it and obviously Richard you know kind of just has blown it out the water as well so I mean I'm really- I, I so literally as this episode started I wasn't aware of your co-star in the episode and as Brad mentioned Brad mentioned it and said Richard Kind I don't know if you saw my face because I'm a huge fan of his as well uh for our Disney community he is the uh voice of um uh Bing he's Bong the voice in, of um, Bing Bong 
(laughs) And then uh, even further back in um, A Bug's Life, he played the offsider to Kevin Spacey's villain of the grasshopper. Um, And he does the whole, they talked fancy to me. I'm sorry. uh, And he's just such an iconic performer. Like that must have been absolutely amazing. Um, Having not already heard your episode, which I am now very excited for, um, and you said October? October and I'll send you an advance copy when well, we I, I will take oh, I, I will take an advance copy. That would be amazing because um because having not listened to that, there was a moment in uh, Encanto because um, I've actually done a little bit of uh, voice acting and some uh, and some announcement work kind of thing uh, before and which kind of got me into uh, helping out with the DDP Today podcast. And I there are those beautiful moments when you're in a recording studio and the director is like, can you make it sound like this or pull this out of it and all of this. There's one lines of Dolores's that I want to know, did it happen off the bat or did it take 14 takes to find? Because there's that beautiful moment where um, Mirabelle and her father uh, have the secret and nobody else knows. And there's this tiny little squeak that, and it's, and, and it's almost mouthed, but she goes, I know. Um, and it's just. It this, was so fun. <laughs> it's a perfect moment in the movie. It's one of my favorite. And my wife and I actually like will say it back and forth to each other. Um, so like it's a standout moment of that movie of Dolores's character um, and symbolic of how she, she literally knows everything. Um, and like, even when people are talking on the other side of a courtyard behind a door in a, and they're trying to keep something very personal, Dolores is still going to be involved. How did that come about? How did that feel? It felt amazing. Um, I would say that the writers were incredible. Um, working with Jared Bush, Byron Howard, it was so much fun because they had such, I, I would say she's a very layered character even though she's very soft-spoken because everything she says, even though she can hear absolutely everything, she says it very, very quickly because she has so much information. You know, the only one worried about the magic is you and the rats talking in the walls. Or when or when you're saying, you know, that part of, and she walks away, you know? It was so, it was so cool to be able to get their instruction of that. And I didn't know how it was gonna work out because all of us just had little bits and pieces of what we got to see. So we had to really create a lot of it mentally of, okay, I, I think this is what it's going to look like. And then when I saw what they did with that moment, it was <laughs> hilarious. And then the dad, you know, Agustin goes, Miercoles, which is a, a thing that Colombianos say, you know, you're like, oh, darn. <laughs> She's going to tell everyone. You know, you got to do so many amazing things too with coming off Encanto. I mean, just coming back from D23, uh, coming out on yeah. stage performing. You know, we're big Disney parks people on the show, so we love the Disney parks. And so D23 is, you know, that's the weekend for us. Uh, so <laughs> <where> we can... <laughs> and I loved it. Dave's wearing his I talked about I talked about Bruno. <laughs> How was it performing at D23? And on top of that, you were, you were uh, allowed to make a major announcement coming up uh, with something you've got coming in the future. I wanted you to uh, talk about that a little bit too. The people were so 
incredibly on fire. So when we walked out, we got to do panels and it was so much fun to be there with the directors again, the producer Yvette Merino, um, to be with Jamal, who is the choreographer of the film. And then we finally got to make a huge announcement, which is that we will be performing live the original cast for a night, uh, two nights actually at the Hollywood Bowl in California Amazing. on November 11th and 12th. So we got to make that announcement and people were actually buying tickets while they were sitting there um, during the panel. And we got to perform together and sing the song in front of the crowd. And everybody was just excited. And you felt this bubble of like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe it. So we were super, super excited. We finally were able to say it to the world and they have something incredibly beautiful planned for everyone. I mean, it is a venue that fits over 18,000 people. Like, so we are, we are just on, on just pins and needles waiting <laughs> for the moment to go. So such an incredible cast that coming together for that. Um, and I had one other thing that I, that you mentioned and touched on earlier, and I just want to double back and talk about it because it, um, it is a truly important and an amazing part of the the legacy that will be Encanto, and that is that Encanto fits this this current trend and wave happening, um, particularly being led by the Disney brand of uh, taking people of color and other um, other points of view of the world and showcasing them and bringing them. Um, this has to be, uh, Encanto has to be one of those projects that you're, that I hope and I feel you're going to look back on for forever to be like, we were here, we were in this moment and we were part of this. Um, and just that gives me goosebumps. Like um, in, a, in a world where representation matters and we're starting to truly open the doors to that, um, Tell us about how important that is to you and the passion that comes with that. It's vital to be able to be inclusive of everyone. I mean, I think that Disney has been pioneering this, especially with movies like Rye and the Last Dragon, where you see the cast, you know, that it's, an, it's a cast that is from their land that has that culture, um, you know, from Encanto, creating new stories, you know, that are from the ground up this is who they are. You know what I mean? It's not just a character you're feeling, but it's a character who you are. And it's beautiful because I see that something that took me 20 years to have to endure a lot of things, a lot of, of, of mountains and, and paving the way where there was no pavement. So you're like literally digging holes and trenches to be able to get to the other side. Now it's like a beautiful road that is finally open for everyone who just has talent and has drive to have opportunity because there have always been very talented people of different ethnicities and colors and, and from different places from around the world, they had never had opportunity. And so now it's the time where if you are ready and if you are willing to put in the work, there are people out there seeking for your talents. So mm -hmm. even doing things that are absolutely free, like making your own YouTube channel, doing a podcast, you are getting seen, you're getting heard, and it doesn't cost you anything but your effort to doing it. And I think it's beautiful because now something that took me so long, my own daughter was cast in this film. And at eight years old, she was 
part of something momentous. Like I, to you me, I literally look at her- just took the next part out of my mouth because <laughs> I said I was going to say like we I mentioned legacy and all of this, and now to be able to share this with the next generation and with your next generation. I mean, you're a mother of seven. Is that correct? Yes, I'm a uh, mom of seven. So many kids. I'm, in so many kids. In the house. <laughs> um, we're going to need a, uh, uh, yes, a roundup. Um, roundup. <laughs> um, round so I'm actually one of seven children. Oh, wow. um, and so I grew up in this big family and to, to have, uh, and I'm, um, and anybody who's listened to the show knows that I talk about my mom, uh, in the, in the highest regard because of the opportunities that she gave us. Like, this is an incredible, um, an incredible legacy that you're passing to them and, uh, a model for them to follow to, and to have been part of, to have got to, to join in, um, that has to fill you with just another level of wonder and amazement. It makes the experience even more fun because you have somebody to share it with because my kids range from 27 to almost three. So I have one of every age group to be able to share these fun moments with. And I think that a lot of people in the industry sometimes think, you know, there's just no place to have a family or to incorporate my family into what I love and what I do. And that doesn't necessarily have to be kids, but just like your extended family, your nieces, your nephews, your cousins. Um, But it is important for you to feel grounded and to be able to do what you love to do and have people to celebrate it with. And I'm not going to say that it's easy being a mom of seven and having a career in music and and in acting, but there is a way to be able to do it all. And it's just a sense of priority of what is good, what is better and what is best. And I focus on my list of best and I I have to prioritize. And sometimes I prioritize, um, you know, my family and my kids even over money because there is no amount of money that's going to buy back being there to watch, you know, watch them in a game or even sit down and just have dinner, like having dinner. Even this time to be with you guys, I went and had dinner with my family and then I came down to our studio and I'm, I'm able to take this call, but nothing ha- keeps me from what is my priority in life, which is to have joy and have it within the confines of my family and be able to enjoy these moments with them. Because when I went to finally premiere the movie and the kids did not want to watch the link that Disney sent over, they were like, no, we want to do it in the theaters with the popcorn and the ices <laughs> and the snacks. You know, that was like 300 bucks. <laughs> well spent. <laughs> it was totally worth it. Um, but it was fun and it's exciting to be able to share your wins and be able to have a group of people who are there to cheer you on on your losses too and tell you it's okay, you'll get them next time, you know? <laughs> well, I tell you, it's been so amazing having you both. Uh, Brad, I want to circle back around to Around the Sun uh, really quickly. Let everyone know where they can find it. Uh, about season two, well, you know, the little bit of details you can put out there because, look, if you're listening right now, trust me, go right now. Subscribe to Around the Sun. Listen to all of season one because season two is going to be amazing with Adassa on for the first episode there. Brad, let us know a little bit more about where people can find Around oh, the Sun. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Ms. Adassa. And thank you, listeners. You can find Around the Sun wherever you listen to podcasts. And if for some reason you can't, try AroundTheSunPodcast.com. You can access full episodes there free of charge. And yeah, Ms. Adasa and Mr. Kind, they kick the season off and then they also wind it down at the back end of the season. 
And once it's there, it's there in perpetuity. So it is. Thank you all. Well, thank you. Amazing. uh, Adasa, it's so exciting to chat with you. Um, You know, bringing your talents to our family uh, through Disney, which is something we love. You know, I don't know if people really understand that you know, yes, it's a, it's a role. It's, um, it's a movie, but what it is, is it's time that I spend with my daughter and it's time that families spend uh, around the world with each other. That just, I think it's so important. And you've been able to bring that light and bring that joy into people's households. And it really speaks uh, volumes for who you are as a person and the talents you have to be able to do that. Uh, and we thank you very much for taking the time tonight to bring your talents and uh, and hang out with us to talk about Around the Sun and Kanto and your career and your life in general. We deeply, deeply appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. And if it wasn't for people like Jared Bush, Byron Howard, you know, Lin-Manuel bringing me into a project just like Brad has done with Around the Sun, I wouldn't have the opportunity to be a part of things that really will mark a difference in the world and will give joy and happiness and even a moment of audio drama that is tangible and beautiful while they're just driving to work and they come out of it just a little bit happier and a little bit more filled with a little pep in their step fantastic well ddp family we hope you've enjoyed this episode we are so excited thank you both so much for being here and until next time guys we will see you real soon Welcome back, DDP Today listeners, and I hope you, like me, are still speechless from uh, having been able to listen to that and be a part of that conversation. Um, So much fun, and two incredible people that have joined our little family here within DDP Today. Um, Justin, it was an enormous amount of fun uh, chatting to them, having the opportunity to ask some questions, deep dive into some subject matter that um, I, I was really uh, excited to, and um, and just a really fun uh, little conversation. You know, talking to both of them, you know, starting with Brad and, and having a conversation with Brad, and as, as someone who you know was on the creation end of a podcast. Uh, you know, at that, that start, I know what it's like to have a vision and, you know, want to, you know, you want other people to get it. And, and, you know, his creativity was really something that's inspiring. The fact that he took something that really was a lost art, uh, with, you know, audio dramas, the fact that, you know, two, three generations ago, this is where, this is how they, they took in their entertainment, you know, sitting around a radio at night with the family taking in the audio dramas that would come across and all of a sudden he's able to take this new format of podcasting we've had for the past decade you know a little over a decade um and then bring it to a new generation to be able to act out these short stories and uh really you know and and we were talking a little bit about on, on the show about how i just love the fact that it's a lot like reading a book that i you know, whenever you watch a movie or, you know, uh, um, you know, watch an animated film, you're given the visual with this. I'm able to create the visual in my mind. And I think it really speaks wonders to what he created with around the sun. I'm super excited for season two with Adasa joining both the first and the last episode of season two. And as far as Adasa, I mean, how sweet is she? She is just one of the nicest people on planet earth. Uh, what you guys didn't get to see was the fact that after we got done recording the episode that she took five minutes of her time um, to talk and chat with our daughters. Um, you know, they were able to come in. They were super excited, you know, both big Encanto fans. And uh, she sang a little bit of, uh, we don't talk about Bruno 
with them and was hanging out. It was just a, a just an amazing opportunity for our kids too. To I mean, Riley going to school the next day, she's like a rock star, you know. Right. Like, Ooh, guess who I spoke to last night? So uh, super generous of her time to take that, and it just shows her character and the type of person she is to know how important that would be to the kids to do that. So I it it really was something special. It's our first time, Dave, with DDP that we've branched into Disney entertainment and had interviews, you know, we've had authors on and, and things of that nature, but to have a true Disney entertainer, someone who was just a few weeks ago standing on the main stage at D 23 performing, uh, to now spend some time with us and to chat a little about her experience on Encanto is something special. So to that end, um, I want to give a shout out to a couple of people, uh, well, actually a large group of people. Firstly, um, Jason, uh, who mm-hmm. started this podcast, 100%. Uh, to yourself uh, for taking the reins and um, all that you contribute to this uh, and then to our listeners because all three of those individuals and groups of people have come together to create what is DDP Today and get this podcast to a point where we're having a conversation with a voice artist from the Disney company giving up time to come and join us and bring that to you. This is a testimony to what DDP today has become uh, and a testimony to the incredibleness of individuals and the group uh, that are all present uh, and included in this DDP today family. Like that is huge. Um, I mentioned it to one of my friends and they were like, they were like, wait, I know you did a podcast and I know like you contribute to the, and you get to talk about Disney stuff. I didn't realize that it was big enough to be like having Adasa join you on, on the podcast. And I'm like, yeah, we got to have a chat for 30 minutes. They're like, that's huge. Like there are moments which we are going to look back at, at DDP today of when we started to like, we, we look at like when, the team was built and when, uh, and Justin knows the numbers on when we started getting X number of downloads and hits Mm -hmm. in a, in a week. And we started crossing some of those big numbers off and, um, more than like, what is it? Half a million downloads worldwide ever, uh, across all of our episodes. And we start doing some things like this, this today, this podcast is going to be, what is it? 263. Uh, yeah. Is, um, this episode is one of my one of my moments to look at DDP today and say this is an incredible thing that we have going on here, and it's an honor to be part of it. It's those pillars, you know, it's yeah. those pillars that uh, that happen throughout. And also, I want to give a huge shout out to uh, Craig McFarlane. Look, uh, it's it's if you've not gone and listened to Beyond the Mouse right now, you're you're doing something wrong with your Disney life because uh, they are incredible over there. But not only that, they're they're. It, Disney podcasting is funny because um, it's a it's a community that's really kind of tight knit, and everyone kind of knows each other. Especially as you start to get a little bit bigger in the Disney podcasting community, and um, there's so many people out there that are just so like giving. You know, like we always try to be giving. You know, to other shows, and you know, Dave, you just had a guest on tour that does a Disney podcast, and we were giving to to them. You know what I mean? Like talking about we would love to shout your show out if you know we'll do stuff like that. Because I think there's always room for everyone to to chat, you know, about about what we are passionate about. And for Craig McFarland, who I've always said this, and I've talked to, you know, he's been on the show multiple times. That uh, I remember when we started the show, we hadn't even recorded the first episode. Craig and I had never met, never talked, 
And I got a message, uh, a message on Facebook Messenger, and it was Craig, and he just said, "Hey, man, heard you're starting a show. Like, welcome to the podcasting community. Let me know if I can help you at all. You know, just a, just one of the nicest, most genuine people uh, on planet Earth. And he is the one who actually passed over the contact for Brad." and said, hey, I've got somebody that I think you would enjoy chatting with. And, you know, the even better part is that uh, Adasa would be able to come on too. And so, uh, and through that, you know, once you once you kind of break that barrier through the Disney entertainment side, and once you start to have those guests on, it becomes much easier to have more and more and more guests on because they know how you handle it. Disney entertainment can then listen. They know how you handle an interview and things like that. So it's uh it's definitely speaks wonders to his character as well. Um, the type of show he is that, you know, he, uh, we, we, we take care of each other, all of us, you know, we, we want everyone to succeed. And I think that really is, is a testament to the Disney community, but man, this, this interview, it really was great. We got us into some topics that I think are really important to chat about. You know, it wasn't just, Hey, you know, tell me all about Encanto. Tell me all about Lin-Manuel Miranda. We talked about, you know, the impact that Disney Entertainment is having on, you know, cross-generational and multicultural uh, um, societies around the world that they're able to bring in people that maybe didn't feel uh, like they were they were being seen on screen like they are now. Yeah. And played a really, really important role. I love the question you asked. It was, it was a beautiful question. Thanks. It was, uh, it's... As I said, it was an incredible opportunity, and I think it's there's um, Encanto has opened up some conversations that uh, we now get to be part of, and we get to continue. And um, it was just really fun to be able to be in the room to to ask those questions and to take a little bit of a, a step into that world uh, to hear more about it. It was wonderful. I hope everybody. Uh, no, here, here's the thing. I you know I have to admit, I had not seen Encanto yet. And so I I did some show prep and I watched Encanto and man like the music is so infectious I was going through Target today and I was humming <laughs> the Family Madrigal in my head. Family Madrigal you know. is a really good episode, a really good song. Um, all right, so really quickly, um, uh, I, I want two minutes of time to talk about something sure. that I love uh, about Encanto because there are some people who will talk about how much they love Encanto and how much they uh, love Lin-Manuel Miranda and Hamilton and all of this. Okay. And I'm a little bit, um, I'm a little bit like of a, I get on a, a little bit of a high horse sometimes about this subject because um, I've been a fan of Lin-Manuel Miranda for over 15, nearly 20 years. All right. And so, um, and uh, a couple of years ago, I think it was in the middle of pandemic, they released it. They did a movie version of one of his first big musicals called In the Heights. Okay. Um, and so within In the Heights, there's uh, a song um, that is, it's, the best way to describe it is it is a modern rap Madrigal. Now, to understand that terminology, we know that the word madrigal is the name of the family. Um, however, um, the word madrigal is also a musical terminology from like the uh, Baroque period, uh, where they would create um, weaving song lines that would then create harmonies. Uh, a lot of it was done uh, without uh, music. It was done a cappella, And so they would create these beautiful uh, madrigals of music with a variety of vocal lines. So within um, 
in the Heights, there's uh, a song. It's called Ninety Six Thousand. Uh, if you haven't heard it, before, oh, I know that song. Yeah, go and have a listen to it. It's about um, that yeah. somebody in the community has won um, a has won the lottery, ninety six thousand dollars, and they're all talking about what they would do to it. And so Usnavi is like, "If I won the lotto tomorrow, well, I know I wouldn't bother going on no spending spree. I pick a business uh, and all of this." That, that, sorry, that's not Usnavi's line. His is a different one. But they've all and got these different that's lines a where they're uh, singing about what they would do with the money. This and then towards the end of the song, they all start singing them simultaneously, weaving in amongst each other, and it creates a modern rap madrigal. So everybody exploded about how much they love the song We Don't Talk About Bruno. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you're not allowed to love that song until you've listened to 96,000 because this isn't something that Lin-Manuel Miranda suddenly stumbled upon and said, I'm going to write We Don't Talk About Bruno. No, he was doing this nearly 20 years ago, writing in a very similar format and creating this because Bruno goes exactly the same way. Everybody does their own little lines and their own verse about how Bruno impacts their life and what his predictions were and then he uh jumped into uh and then we jumped to the part where it goes um isabella your boyfriend's here time for dinner and all of them start singing their lines simultaneously and so Dolores jumps back into the Bruno lived in fear, always stuttering and stumbling. I can always hear him sort of muttering and mumbling. And it's this beautiful little moment where all of them are singing over the top of each other. The animation of that, where they're dancing around the table. It's what makes that movie so incredible, so infectious and so memorable that you were humming it today in Walmart. (laughs) I was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's funny too, man. Like Lin-Manuel Miranda for me, do you know where I found him? Like the first time I ever really saw him, was he was in he, no he no no. no 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 well before that well before okay. that he was in a uh like three or four episodes of house season oh. maybe six or seven. Oh. um he i think i need to go uh, and watch that he is in a and he raps in it he yep. is in a mental institution with house uh. and he's house's roommate and best friend in, in the mental institution and he plays the role so perfectly and they do a talent show inside the the kind of mental hospital uh, and he does a rap and, you know, him and house and it's, it's, he's just such a talented guy. And then to he- be able to talk to Adasa and, and her tell the story about how he had kind of written the the part for Dolores as singing it, you know, like yes. going, like going full tone. And she said, what if we what if we do this? Uh, what if, Because, you know, and the fact that he was that so curtain. open. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it was wonderful. He was open and like, yeah, I love it. Let's try it out. And that's the one that made the movie is is really, really cool. So really good. All right. Well, as uh, Justin mentioned, we at the end of the episode we had an opportunity to um, to for both Riley and Charlotte, our daughters, to say hi to Adasa. And I was in the middle of that moment, and I went, "Oh my goodness, I have to grab a photo of this." And so I did actually snap a quick photo uh, of that moment with my daughter sitting in front of the computer, headphones on, having a conversation uh, with. Riley and Adasa, no big deal. Um, And that made me think, you know what? I should probably at some point post that picture. And if you ever have an incredible Disney experience or a moment like this, it's a great opportunity to snap a photo and you can post it right to our DDP Today Facebook page, which brings us to Mike's favorite part of every episode, Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. 
All right. Well, I did the lead in for this. So, uh, Justin, you can take first uh, pick of the week. What would you like? I love it. That never happens. I'm yeah, right? Uh, I'm going with uh, Ryan Brady. Good buddy. Uh, he said, uh, surprise our girls a trip to Disney for our oldest sixth birthday. Start off the day with surprise Bippy Boppy Boutique visit. So happy that's back open and the uh, Fairy Godmothers are, are back doing their thing. Uh, visit before Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. And he said, money well spent. Yes, it is. Those are the memories that we talk about that will last a lifetime. Love the pictures. Love that you guys had those moments together before the storm hit. And uh, thank you, man, for sharing. Love it. Yeah, uh, wonderful pictures and a great moment. Um, I wanted to give uh, Picks of the Week uh, a couple of shout-outs, but my main one is going to be to Tony Ortiz, um, was scheduled to cruise on the Disney Wish this week, uh, got on board, and they said, hey, so we're going out on the ship, and we don't really know what this is going to look like. So uh, they cancelled their castaway day and they sailed uh, westward away from, uh, sorry, eastward away from the uh, away from the storm. Went all the way out into the into the ocean. Uh, he's got an amazing picture of just sitting on the boat and on the ship with water around him. There's there's nothing but water because yeah. That's that's where you go. Like, uh, if ever you're looking for a place to go in the middle of a storm, get on a cruise ship. Like, yes. they, they can just go around it. Like, it might be a little bumpy at first, but they'll just sail away from it. It'll be fine. Um, but, yeah, so... Um, and then he was talking about uh, what we call uh, in the ship business uh, a contingency sea day, uh, <laughs> which is where you're, it's not planned, it's not, uh, and they uh, and they basically do entertainment and trivias and character greetings and just all day long, like keeping everybody distracted from everything that people want to be thinking about. Uh, they do such a good job on Disney uh, of keeping that that way that it is absolutely amazing. Uh, the one other honorary mention that I wanted to give, and I don't think it got mentioned on last week's episode, um, is, but it might have, but given the episode uh, this week uh, talking with Adasa, uh, I wanted to give a quick shout out to a beautiful image from uh, Brittany Dukes, her little one dressed as Mirabelle at the Epcot Food and Wine Festival. Um, it looks adorable. Piper is all dressed up as Mirabelle Madrigal uh, and looking cute and having a great day. So they are my picks of the week. I absolutely love it. DDP family, I hope you enjoyed this uh, this episode and this uh, chat that we were able to have with both Brad Forenza and Adassa. Um, it was fantastic for us. Uh, absolute pleasure for Dave and myself to be able to take the time to do that. Um, on the patron side, the gather guys are going to be joining us. We're going to be chatting a little bit about the best and the worst places around Walt Disney World property to kind of ride out a hurricane uh, to, uh, to spend your time uh, if the parks are closed or even if they're open. We might have a little fun and even at the end of it, talk about if we go anywhere in Walt Disney World, what would we go? even if we have the parks all to ourselves. So we're going to have a little fun over on the patron side uh, with that. Guys, look, we are still working to get to that $10,000 goal of Give Kids the World. We're raising money for the kids right now. Go right now, scroll down, click that link. We're a little over $6,300. We're going to keep pushing. We're going to get to ten grand. That's and, amazing. Uh, gonna, yeah, it's fantastic, what man. What an incredible thing. Amazing. Fantastic. And uh, we're gonna keep going. We're gonna we're gonna send these kids to uh, Disney at no cost to them. So please click that link. Look, the littlest amount of money helps. It does not matter if it's a dollar, two dollars, uh, ten dollars, twenty dollars, hundred dollars, whatever your heart tells you to give. That's what we uh, would love to see. And like I said, one hundred percent of that money goes directly to give kids the world to send these kids 
to Disney that have uh, they're going through these illnesses and these families have been through so much. Let's give them seven days of just joy and peace and love together to create those memories that'll last a lifetime. It's what means everything. Uh, and so make sure to click that link that is right there for you. Also, if you're not joining the DDP Facebook page, make sure to do that. That link is right below. And if you're interested in becoming a patron member, look, you get extra content, you get a private Facebook group. And depending on what uh, tier you pick, there is merchandise sent your way. And you also get a video element of the patron show where you can see our beautiful smiling faces each and every week as the shenanigans take place on the patron side. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, there's also just some silliness from my point of view. So yes, that and, happens. And that's a little more of an adult show too. So that one kind of goes PG-13. So sometimes you get some stories that cannot be told over on this side that you'll get over there. So if you've not done so, make sure to click that link. Become a part of the patron family. We appreciate your help uh, in keeping this show the way it is. We love you guys so much. Dave, dude, closing words. What an awesome opportunity this was. I, I am still without words. Um, it was a highlight for me, um, an enormous opportunity and just great fun to to meet two wonderful people uh, and get introduced to a new podcast. Uh, the, one of the things I love about it is um, they're quick little 10, 12 minute episodes. So sometimes I'm running a quick errand and I don't have enough time to listen to an entire podcast episode of some of the other things uh, that I listen to. I mean, one of the podcasts I listen to is like a four hour episode each week. Um, so I, I don't know how they do it anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, the quick little episodes to uh, and telling some fun stories. So make sure you check out Around the Sun uh, and a new season of it starting very soon. Yeah, Around the Sun season two. And we talked about Adasa is on episode one and she is joined by, you may know him, the voice of Bing Bong. Richard Kind. Richard Kind, yeah. He Love is, it. Uh, he is the, the co-star there on episode one, so you will be able to hear them. Make sure to go check that out. It is really fantastic. Thank you so much, Brad, for uh, for coming on the show and for sharing Around the Sun with us and with our DDP family. Thank you so much, Adasa, for joining us and sharing your stories about Encanto, your stories about being uh, a part of the Disney community there, and uh, just spending time with us, too. We, we really did appreciate both of you taking the time so much. DDP family, thank you all so much for being you. Continue to spread that positivity. Continue to spread that cheer. Go make someone smile this week. And until next time, guys, we hope you enjoyed this, and we will see you real soon. Have a good one, everybody. Cheers. On behalf of the Disney Dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin, let the wonder and that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.